Well, glory to God. We want to welcome everyone to this service uh, via live stream this morning. Praise God. We're glad y'all are here today. Uh, like the folks in this building, you're going to learn something today. Amen. Amen. If you came in here expecting this morning, my brothers and sisters, or you're at home and you have a need in your life and you, <clears throat> and you want God to fulfill that need, pay close attention to what I say today or what the Holy Spirit says through me. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word that you've given me to, to teach. Uh, Father God, your children. Father God, we're all in this journey together and we're all wanting to learn more about you, more about your ways and how we can change our ways into your ways. Amen. So Father God, I thank you that I, that for the anointing that's on your word that I'm going to speak today. Let the meditation of my heart and the words of my mouth only glorify you, Father God, and let, help me to bring this message to your people so that it will produce fruit in their lives, Father God. Amen. I ask you for that in the mighty name of Jesus, and I praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen, amen and amen. amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Mark chapter 11. <clears throat> and over the past few months, seems like months anyway, I don't know how long it's been, I lose all track of time. But over the past few months, we've been talking about faith and our words, and how that the things that we say have an impact on our life. Then last week, we, uh, uh, the Lord took me in a different way, uh, direction, and we started learning about some of the things that will hinder our faith. One being, and this is very important, is trying to live a double lifestyle. If you weren't here last week and you missed that teaching, I encourage you, brothers and sisters, go to the website and download that, listen to it, and then let God minister to you the truth of how you should be living. Amen? <clears throat> that message was called, uh, was titled, uh, A Call to Holiness. How many of you know we've all been called to live holy lives? Amen. Not to live mediocre lives, not to live half sin and half righteous lives, but to be for us to live holy lives. This morning, I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about another great hindrance to our Christian faith, and it's called doubt. The title of this message today is Keeping Doubt Out of Your Life. Keeping Doubt Out of Your Life. So let's look at this in Mark chapter 11. This is a familiar scripture. We read it a couple of weeks ago as our foundation scripture uh, for this portion of our faith teaching. In Mark chapter 11, verse 12, it says, Now the next day, when they had come out of, from Bethany, he was hungry, talking about Jesus, and seeing uh, from afar a fig tree having leaves. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it, and when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. Now watch this. <clears throat> In response, Jesus said this. He said, let no one eat fruit from you again. Let me put it this way. He responded, and he responded to the lack that the tree was portraying. Amen. The lack of what? The lack of figs, right? There wasn't no figs on it. There was, there was leaves, but there weren't any figs. And this particular type of fig tree, when the leaves came out, the figs were supposed to come out. So the tree was a lying tree. Amen. So <clears throat> he responded uh, to the lack of fruit. He responded to the lack of fruit in the life of this particular tree. How many of you know there's a message in that all in itself? The Bible says you'll know you and I by our fruit. If you ain't got no fruit on your tree, I'll just leave it right there and let you finish it. You see, but you see, lack can be any area in our life. 
A person can have a lack of healing. A person can have a lack of joy. A person can have a lack of peace. Uh, and Jesus responded to the lack. Uh, did you know, my brothers and sisters, that the thing that you're dealing with right now in your lives, you have to respond to it. And you have to respond to it just like Jesus did with faith-filled words. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus responded to a lying tree. Now think about that. The outward appearance of this tree showed it to have fruit. Kind of like a lot of Christians that come to church on Sunday. The outward appearance shows they, they got fruit in their life. I might, just leave, I might just leave that one right there too. But the outward appearance of this tree showed it to have fruit, but it had no fruit. God's given me a message about that, amen? Matter of fact, we had one last week about a call to holiness. You can't say you're holy if you're not acting holy, amen? Hallelujah. Getting a few amens. I hope to warm y'all up eventually or put you to sleep one. So, so Jesus responded to the lack of fruit saying, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And the disciples heard it. And then, of course, down in verse 20, it says this. It says, now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And, and Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look. The fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Now, what I want you to notice is that Jesus spoke to the situation. And then after he spoke to the situation, he went on about his business. How I many noticed that he did not turn around to see if his faith was working? He didn't turn around and see if his words were doing anything yet. He went on about his business. Amen. In other words, he said to us uh, within himself, I've spoken it, I believe it, and now I need to just put my action to faith and move on. A lot of people end up in their blessing because they keep turning around and looking at their seed to see if it's producing. Or they go out and they dig it up. To see if it's sprouting roots yet. You need to plant your seed and then move on. Can I get an amen to that? <clears throat> Excuse me. Hallelujah. It says he <clears throat> spoke faith-willed words and then went on with his life. Just like he believed it had already happened. Amen. We learned that a couple weeks ago. We call those things which be not as though they were. Amen. And see the next when he and really the the when he when he passed by the tree with his disciples, he only passed by that way not for him to see what happened. He knew what was going to happen. Are you hearing me? He passed by that way so the disciples could see it, and he needed you and I to see it. Or it wouldn't be recorded in this Bible. Amen. He needs us to see what he's doing. Amen. See, Jesus didn't go back by there to go, man, I wonder if it really worked. No, he went by there so his disciples could see a true manifestation of how faith-filled words will work. Now watch this. And it happened in 24 hours. 24 hours. I've been waiting on stuff for years. But now I'm learning. And my waiting period is coming to a, a, to a halt. Amen? I'm going to expect everything in 24 hours. And I'm going to build my faith until it starts happening. I'm going to do the things I need to do. Amen? See, really, we don't know how long it took. It says on the morrow in one translation or in the morning. 
So we know it was within that 24-hour period. It could have took only 12 hours. We don't know how long he stayed in the city. Amen. It could have been less than 24 hours because it says in the morning they saw it dried up from the roots. Now we're talking about something that was alive, having leaves, and 24 hours later, it's dead. Amen. So faith doesn't have to take a long time. And Jesus demonstrated that, that it can happen within a 24-hour period. It can happen instantly. According to your faith, Jesus said, right? Amen. I've had instant miracles. And then I've had miracles that's taken a while. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm getting a few more amens. I'm loving that. Now, look down at verse 21. It says, uh, And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has uh, withered away. And so Jesus answered and said to them, Jesus answered and said to you, Jesus answered and said to me, Have faith in God. One translation, and I like it better, says, have the faith of God. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> For, and then he says in verse 23, now watch this. He said, For assuredly, I say to you, turn to your neighbor and say he's talking to you, wake up and pay attention. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Underline that. And does not doubt in his heart. Did, did Jesus demonstrate that first part of this scripture? Did Jesus say something without doubt in his heart? Yes, he did. So he said something and did not doubt in his heart, but believed that those things he said would be done. And look at the results he got. It says, <clears throat> he got what he said. Amen? And then he says also to us that the same thing can happen to you. Do you believe the same thing can happen to you? Do you really believe the same thing can happen to you? Do you really, really believe? Now listen to me. Pastor's setting you up big time then you better watch what comes out of your mouth. Because if you really, really, really believe that the words you say are going to come to pass, you're going to be slow to speak. And you're going to watch what comes out of your mouth. Jesus believed it. I'm, I'm getting to where I believe it more and more and more every day. Amen. I want to get to that place where no idle word comes out of my mouth because I'm held accountable for those two and that I only speak what God tells me to speak. Amen? And that's got to come from this thing called the Bible. You can't make up what God says. He don't need you to interpret His Scripture. He needs you to read the Scripture and say the Scripture identical to what He says. Amen? Got two amens and a bunch of deer in the headlight look. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <laughs> the same thing can happen to us. Look at verse 23 again. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast in the seed and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things what he says will be, uh, will be done, he will or she will have whatever he or she says. Amen. So Jesus in this scripture says a real confession of faith. Listen to me. One that gets results is when somebody believes what they say will come to pass. Amen. And notice he says, he also says that they cannot doubt in their heart. Amen. Listen, you can have doubt in your head. And faith in your heart and still get the job done. Yes, 
But when doubt gets in your heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak. So you can't lie about your faith. Your mouth's going to give you away. How many of you know that? Amen. But you can have faith in your heart and still get the job done. Why? Because our mouth's going to speak what we truly believe. Amen. So, whatever. Everybody say whatever. Whatever is deposited in your heart is going to be what comes out of your mouth. How many of you are going to quit watching the news? If you haven't, you ought to. Even what people call the good news. You know what I mean? Amen. That's right, sister. Spend your time in the Word of God because that's the truth. Amen. God says, let, uh, the Bible says, let God be truthful or be true and every man a liar. Amen. Amen. That's what the Bible says. I'm not saying that. I'm not calling you a liar. I'm just telling you, if you want to speak the truth, you better be speaking what God tells you to speak. Amen. All right. So whatever's deposited in our hearts is what's going to come out of our mouth. And let me share this with you, my brothers and sisters. The devil knows that. He knows that scripture. He knows if he can get you to open your mouth and say something, it's going to come to pass. So he'll do everything he can to fill your heart with doubt and unbelief. How does he do it? I'm glad you asked. Turn to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Are you excited yet? Hallelujah. There will be a test at the end of service. <laughs> to all our visitors, I test people all the time. I'll get you to raise your hand, then I'm going to nail you with something. Amen. Praise God. Uh, we've gotten people in here that's used to, and, and I now say this, and this, so how many of you are not going to raise your hand no matter what I say, and everybody will raise their hand? That's me. Amen. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. Say amen if you're there. In verse 30, it says, Wherefore, if God so clothes or clothed the, the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you? Now watch this. O ye of little faith. Therefore. Everybody say therefore. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Notice Jesus said this, Take no thought. Take no thought. The word thought in the Greek means worry. It means caring. It means anxiety or being anxious about things. Being anxious about the problem. In other words, he's saying, don't take worry, or don't, uh, he, don't take worry saying it. Are you hearing me? Don't take anxiety and say it. Don't take your pain and say it. Don't take your poverty. And no matter what, the, what you see with your natural eye, don't take poverty and say it. Don't take depression and say that I'm depressed. Don't take frustration and tell people how frustrated you are with what's going on in this world. Take no thought saying. Amen? Hallelujah. Quit talking about how anxious or how worried you are. Quit talking about your fears. Quit talking about your doubt. Quit talking about your unbelief. And speak the word of God. It says, Jesus said, take no thought saying. Did you get that? Thoughts up here can't hurt you. Thoughts coming out of here are going to fill your heart with doubt. He didn't say thoughts wouldn't come. He knew they would. Or he wouldn't have said, take no thought. 
He knew they'd come. But he also tells us that our thoughts can't harm us unless we say them. That's true. Are you, is anybody getting this other than just a few people? We need to get a hold of this. Amen. This, these truths will, will change your life. These truths will set you free. These truths are going to set a lot of people free today. Amen? Type amen on, on, on live stream. Say, preach it, pastor. Amen. He doesn't say doubt uh, won't come. He says don't voice your doubt. So how does doubt enter our heart? It comes through our thoughts. It comes through the attacks the devil puts on our mind. It, it comes through our feelings. When we start speaking our feelings to everybody, well, my feelings are important. No, they're not. <laughs> Jesus already knows everything about you, so you don't need to go around telling everybody how you feel. Amen. Doubt comes through your frustrations. I can feel the frustration of some of you today saying, I'm getting tired of hearing the same message over and over again. Well, I got news for you. Start doing it. Amen. Amen. The Bible, my Bible says until we all come into the unity of the faith. Amen. Until we all get it. So until the rapture comes, or until you may leave this church or leave this church by rapture of your own, <laughs> or, you, or you leave naturally, until then, I'm going to keep preaching the same message because you know what? I don't have it yet. I don't have everything God wants for me to have. So I'm going to keep speaking it for my benefit. Amen? Amen? And if you want it for your benefit, you'll receive it, and you'll start speaking it for your benefit. Can I get an amen to that? Listen, the enemy knows in order to get a hold of your life and to get a hold of, uh, or, or to get your life moving in that direction away from God, he's got to get doubt-filled words into your heart. And when you walk around talking about how broke you are, how sick you are, how worried you are, how defeated you are, all these words are being deposited on the inside of your heart. And what happens when you deposit that kind of junk into your heart is they will produce doubt. And doubt, my brothers and sisters, will destroy your faith life. Amen. Amen. I'm trying to help you know the things that hinder your faith. The things that hinder you from getting what you've asked God for. I'm not getting too far ahead of myself. It's not God's fault. Amen. Hallelujah. And we all need to know this, that the devil will put pressure on you, and he puts pressure on me in the very area that we're believing for. If you're believing for healing, he'll put another pain in your body. So why? So you'll go, oh, man, my back sure does hurt. I'm just using that as an example, Lord. If you're believing for finances, he'll bring another bill to get you to open your mouth and say, oh, well, I don't know how we're going to pay all these bills. How many of you have ever said that? Yes, uh, the rest of you, I'm, 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 we're either have a, you're either really blessed or you're uh, that other thing. I'm not going to tell you you're not truthful, but let me tell you something. <clears throat> We've all said things that are contrary to the Word of God. We have. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So just when you say, I'm believing for finances, he, what's the enemy do? He attacks you in that area. Why? So he can get you to say something. He's got to get you to say something. The, how many of you really, 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 really know that the devil has no power? If you've been taught that the devil's this mean guy and he's, he's got all this power, you've been deceived. The only power the devil has is what you give him. You have to, just like in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had to give him their power. 
And he got it by deceiving them. He has no power. The Bible says he's under Jesus' feet. Well, guess what? If he's under Jesus' feet, he's under my feet. If he's under Jesus' feet, you got to say, he's under my feet too. You can't just shake your head and say, well, and think of it mentally. Well, yeah, I'm agreeing with you, Pastor. No, you got to tell him. You got to speak some words out of your life and say, no, the devil's under my feet. Get thee behind me, Satan. You'll have no place in my life. You'll have no place in my children's life. Hallelujah. Mm-mm-mm. See, the only weapon the devil has are thoughts. So he'll pressure you <clears throat> with all sorts of negative thoughts. Well, you ain't going to make it in that business. You ain't going to make that. You're not able to do that. Yes, I can. I can do all things through Christ. He strengthens me. He'll put all kinds of things in your, in your mind so you'll open your mouth and just spew it all over the place. And then you'll go get with somebody else that don't know anything any better either and you'll tell them all about your woes and all about your troubles. And they'll start agreeing with you about your woes and all your troubles and they'll even start telling you about their woes and their troubles. And y'all can get in y'all's own little pity party together and never get an answer. Never get an answer. I'm showing you that right now. When you speak doubt words, doubt is there. It hinders your prayer life. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Praise the Lord. Listen to me. The only weapon the devil has are thoughts. So he'll try to get you to open your mouth to sow some seed. Mark chapter 4 says the word that you speak are your seeds. Amen. I know most of you know that. Amen. But are you practicing it? You see, Jesus made this stuff really, really easy. How many of you know that? The gospel is the easiest thing you can do. Amen. Because all you have to do is be obedient to him. We make it hard, bubble, because we won't be obedient one day and then disobedient the next. We want this one day and then we want this the next. I know I'm just talking about me, but y'all bear with me, amen? He made this stuff easy. So let me tell you this if you want bad, speak bad. That's, not, that's real logical, isn't it? If you want good, speak good. Write this down. Speech gives life to words. And what you say, you will eventually see. What you say, you will eventually see. Amen. What you need to understand and what I need to understand is the enemy knows that as well. He knows the authority you and I have in our lives and he knows the authority you and I have in our words. Amen. Amen. So if he can get you and I to question God just a little bit and get you to voice your unbelief, then he can stop your faith in, his, in its tracks. God never stops giving. Amen. Never. Amen. Our words of doubt and unbelief, stop the answers. <clears throat> and I told this to a person before, God's answer to his blessings. Now, if it's something silly, don't ask for it. Don't ask for a million dollars if you ain't, you can't, ain't got faith enough to pay your light bill. Okay? Because it ain't coming. <clears throat> but the Bible says God's promises are yea and Amen. How many of you know there's no no in yea and amen? <clears throat> so God never says no to a prayer that's prayed according to His Word. Amen. Never. Amen. His answers are always yes when we pray according to His Word. Hallelujah. 
But if the devil can get us to voice our unbelief, he can stop our faith and stop our blessings from coming to pass. Brothers and sisters, doubt may come against your mind, but it requires you to speak to produce doubt in your heart. And doubt in your heart, or doubt coming from your heart in the form of words, will cause you not to receive what God has for you. Amen. Let's look at that in James chapter 1. Y'all are listening really quick today, so we're going to get out of here at a fair, fair hour. My wife keeps uh, telling me to quit saying that because I, I never get you out. <laughs> well, I think it's a fair hour. You know, two or three hours of preaching, that's, I'm good with that. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. <laughs> She didn't really mean that. <laughs> yes, she did. I'm sorry. Yes, she did. She loves the Word. Hallelujah. How many of you love the Word of God? How many are, here's another question. How many are seeing changes in your life because you love the Word of God? Amen. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. James chapter 1. You know, we may not be able to stop the doubt, the worry, and all the frustrations from coming in our lives, but we can certainly have the power to control what we say. Amen. You have the power to control what you say. Amen. Pastor, have you ever gotten frustrated and spoke things you shouldn't have said? Absolutely. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've done it many, many times. I started in this journey 25 years ago with my bride, and I, I, I kept uh, scraped up knees, a scraped up chin, where I kept running into doors and falling on my face. But you know something? God has mercy. And God has grace. And as long as I didn't stay down when I fell, and I got back up and I said, Father God, uh, forgive me for saying that. I really didn't mean that, what I said. Here's what I really believe. I believe your word is true. And then all I did to go get back right back on course with God is I started quoting the word of God to him. And he hastened to perform it in my life. Amen. And he'll do the same for you. I know you, we've all said that before. He'll do the same thing for you. But he will. He will. I'm not special. Well, I am special, but only in his eyes and my wife's eyes. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, it's a part of our learning process. Everybody say it's a process. It's part of our learning process. It's learning that when we fall down, we just get back up and we move on. James chapter 1. I'm going to read from verse 5. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, I could stop right there and preach a whole sermon. Because really, that's the only thing any Christian should be asking for. Because he's already given us everything that we need. Didn't he say, I'll supply all your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus? Didn't he? Yeah. Amen. Didn't in Ephesians 1.3 it say that I've already blessed you with all Spiritual blessings? Yes, it does. So why are we asking for stuff? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. See, if you just get the wisdom of God, you'll turn your life around. No, let me say it this way. You can get all the wisdom up here that you want. But until you get it in your heart and you start acting out that wisdom in God of God in your life, Ain't nothing going to change. Amen. You'll still be the same person you are. You, you could be fully saved. Okay? But you'll never have what God really has for you in your life. You've got to submit to him. Amen? If any of you lacks wisdom, <clears throat> let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him or her. Amen? Hallelujah. It says, but let him ask in what? Faith. faith. How are we supposed to act? Uh, ask in faith. 
Right? Amen. Well, let me ask you a question. What is a real confession of faith? A real confession of faith is one that comes from here. It's one that comes from your heart. It don't just come out of your mouth just because pastor said it. So the pastor told me to quote these scriptures, so I better quote them. That ain't going to do you no good. Well, it will, but it, you'll have to quote them over and 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 over until you get it down in here. It's down in here where it really, when it comes out, it's got power. Hallelujah. Like I say, we've been working on this thing for 25 years. Amen. But you got to start somewhere. So you start right where you're at. And you just say, Lord, man, I repent of all the negative stuff I've said over my life. I repent of all the doubt words I've said over my life. I truly believe what pastor's telling me this morning, and I'm going to read it in the Bible for myself. And once I get it into my heart, Lord, that's what I'm going to believe, and that's what I'm going to confess in my life. Amen. Amen. A real confession of faith is one that comes from the heart. So we can see here in James that if we're asking in faith, we're asking from a place of our heart. So it says, but let him ask in faith, now watch this, with no doubting. Not a little bit of doubting, with no doubting. For he who doubts, or she who doubts, is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the sea. In other words, let me put this in layman's terms. Uh, In other words, your faith is up here one day, and it's down here the next. One day, you're all positive when I talk to you. You're saying to the pastor, man, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen. I'm a giant slayer. I'm this, I'm that. And you all, you just quote me the word, I'm blessed and highly favored of the Lord. Hallelujah. And then the next day, you're all depressed and you're telling me how, how, how much the devil's got you on the run. Well, he's doing this in my life and he's doing that in my life. And man, this is happening in my life. And these things are coming against me in my life. You're up one day and down the next. That's doubt. What happened? What happened to get you in that shape to where you are up one day and then you're down the next? Let me, ter- let me share with you the truth of the matter. What happened is the devil attacked you in the same area that you were conquering. Amen. He put a thorn in your side. A pain in your derriere. Or wherever else he put, can put a pain. He put a thought in your head. And he got you to confess something different. Listen to me now. That's the absolute truth right there. The devil attacked you in the same area that you were conquering the day before and got you to change what you were saying. That's what he does. That's what he does. He deceives you. Into thinking, well, and here's here's some religious stuff for you. Well, I guess God didn't want me to have that. Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. The Lord moves in mysterious ways. We don't know what God's going to do next. That's either not in the Bible or you need to read your Bible. Amen. The Lord did not say, I give and take away. The Lord only gives. His blessings are yes and amen. But John 10.10 says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And he does it by putting thoughts in your head and getting you to open your mouth. And he can do it about family members. He can do it about your job. He can do it about anything. If he can get thoughts in your head and you get them out of your mouth, doubt's coming in. And there's no stopping it. It's the word true. Did Jesus say that? Don't doubt in your heart, but believes that those things what they say will come to pass. Amen. This is a hard word, but it's really easy if we do it. 
This steps on toes. This challenges you to change. This holds you accountable to whether you receive from God or not. Amen. It's not God's fault. His word has been truth from the beginning, and it's truth today. And if I don't receive something in my life that I'm asking God for, uh, mostly wisdom, then it's on my part. It's my fault. It's not his. Mm, amen. Type amen. Say, preach it, pastor. I'm going to show you that a little bit more. Hallelujah. See, what happens is they get, he gets them to change what they were saying when they should have <clears throat> remembered what their pastor has been teaching them for six years now. Or more, if you go to another church. I don't know how long your pastor's been preaching, or if he's ever preached this message. If he hadn't, you need to get in a church that does. This is where God's going. He said, I'm tired. God is saying, I'm tired of you blaming me for everything. I'm tired of you saying that God's in charge of everything. No, He's not. He left you and I in charge. He went to the cross. He died for my sins. Excuse me. He rose again after three days. He seated at the right hand of God and He gave me all authority to command devils to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. He gave that authority to me and He gave that authority to you. He didn't just give it to pastors. Are you hearing me? You have to exercise that authority. Praise God. And you do. One of the ways you exercise is you say something. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I know I'm preaching a little bit, but every time, every once in a while, y'all need to be preached at. Amen? So James is saying here, let me finish this. It says <clears throat> that he, uh, we, he puts thoughts in our head to get us to speak with our mouth, and we need to answer the attack of the devil in our mind with the Word of God. Can I get an Amen. Thank you. We need to recognize as the body of Christ the enemy's tactics and not put a voice to doubt and unbelief. Why? Why? Look at verse 7. For let not that man or woman suppose that he will receive anything from God. Let not that man or woman suppose that they will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he is double-minded. Up here one day, down here the next. Saying positive, saying negative. Saying positive, saying negative. Hmm. I should have got at least one preach it pastor there. Not amen, because we don't want you doing that. Amen? Praise the Lord. He's double-minded, unstable in all his ways. So James is saying this. He says, listen, what you're doing is you're coming to God using right words one day, and then the next day you're using wrong words, and then the next day you're using right words again. This might be when you're coming in contact with another Christian. And you know they've been teaching it. Then when you get around your, your beauty shop people, you may say something different. Amen. Or your barbershop. I don't even know if they still have barbershops, do they? Do they? Okay. But you say one thing, use right words one day, use wrong words the next day, use right words again. And what you've done is you've put confusion in your heart. Because you're double-minded. You're saying two different things. You're, well, we used to say it like this. You're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. And these things should not be so. Amen. James says you're double-minded, unstable in all your ways. And my brother says sister, it's a very sad note, but most people believe more in the negative than they believe in the positive. 
How do you know that, Pastor? I listen to what they say. I listen to what they say. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth's going to speak. And I've had to listen to myself, and I've got to correct my own voice. Amen? We need to watch what we say. Praise God. That's the title of another message. Praise God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. The Amplified. Pull up the Amplified verse 6 and 7, please. In James chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, in the Amplified, it says this. It says only. The first word in verse 6 is only. I like that word. Only. In other words, this is all you want to do. Only it must be in faith that he asked with no wavering, no hesitating, and no doubting. So if you're asking and there's doubt there, I want you to know you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. No. (laughs) Sure ain't. It's not coming. You're asking and there's doubt in your heart and you're voicing doubt one day and you're positive one day and negative the next. Guess what? It's not coming. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to be truthful. I'm not trying to harm you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help me. Amen. We need to change what we say. Praise God. I said praise God. I'm praising you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your wisdom. Hallelujah. See, it just don't work that way. God's Word don't work that way. And those who are practicing this know it. Those who aren't practicing yet are saying, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. Well, guess what? It ain't coming. (laughs) Just by you saying, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. That's doubt. Isn't that what the scripture says? You can't doubt. You can't hesitate. You can't waver. Amen. Amen. James just told us that we can't waver, we can't hesitate, or we can't doubt. For the one who wavers, now watch this, for the one who wavers, the one who hesitates and doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither. And tossed by the wind. In other words, the devil can just move you around where he wants you. Because you're double-minded. And he says in verse 7, For truly, everybody say truly. For truly, not, let not such a person even imagine. I like that word. That he will receive anything he asks for from the Lord. See, I didn't even say that. I didn't say you can't even imagine you're going to get it, but he did. Don't even imagine you're going to get it, because it ain't coming. That doesn't mean that God doesn't want to give you the answer. Are you hearing me? It simply means that there's a principle or a law that governs our asking. Did you know that? If you don't know it, you know it now. There's a law that governs our asking. What does that law say? Who can tell me? Faith. Ask with no doubt. That sister gets an A in class. That's the law. You ask with no doubt. No hesitating. Well, I don't know. That's probably true for pastor, but I don't know if it's true for me. That's hesitating. No, my Bible says you come boldly before the throne of grace. Amen. You make your petitions known to God. And then you stand on that confession. Amen. You don't waver. Hallelujah. There's a principle or a law that governs our asking. And if you my brother said, if you or I, and I do, but if you will operate within the perimeters of God's law, when you ask, 
it always works. If you're operating in the parameters of God's word and God's law, when you ask, it always comes to pass. Amen. Amen. Remember that. Hallelujah. But, I know nobody likes this but, but you know what it is. But, if you're hesitant in asking, or there's really doubt there, and how you know that is because your heart will convict you that you haven't been doing the things it takes to get your faith to this level, okay? Your heart will convict you. Because that's where the Holy Ghost uh, lives. So if there's really doubt there because your heart is convicting you that your faith is, isn't there to believe for what you're believing for, then you need to understand it's not going to come to pass. And again, I'm not being mean. I'm just being truthful. Listen. God is saying through the Apostle James, so you... He's saying this, this particular thing. He's giving us this scripture right here so you and I will never be able to say it don't work. It don't work. And I've heard Christians say that for a long, long time. Well, it worked for him, but it don't work for me. Do you know why it don't? Because your mouth just said it. I always get the flu. Exactly. <clears throat> God knows I'm using examples. And like, I, like my brothers and sisters know, I always repent at night and say, God, even though all those things that I don't know I said negative, I uproot them right now in the name of Jesus and claim crop failure on them because I don't want to eat that fruit. Amen. Hallelujah. But God tells us this. He's writing this to us, you and I, my brothers and sisters, so you and I will never be able to say that this faith message just don't work. You can't say that because it always works. Didn't I just show you that in the Word? Didn't I show you that God is always faithful? That He does His part always? That his, uh, his, The blessings and the promises of God are yes and Amen. I've showed you that. I've also showed you that if it's not happening, guys, listen, don't be religious. Just say, it's my fault. I repent. I'm going to move in a different direction. That's a simple version of it. Don't give me all this religious garble about God and, you know, why you're going to make excuses of why you didn't get something that you've been praying for. Amen. Thank you, baby, for that all right back there. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, if you don't doubt in your heart, and the problem is people do doubt in their hearts, and I know this because doubt is in their words. And then that day when they try to use faith-filled words, but their heart is so mixed with doubt that their heart convicts them, then when they speak out those faith-filled words, now listen to me, this is that double-minded person. If you're him, repent. But when, they, when you're double-minded, and you, then that day when you need God to move in your life, and you need those faith-filled words to come to pass in your life, and you speak them, my brothers and sisters are not going to work. You can't do, this isn't a 24-hour deal. You have to work on it. You have to work on it diligently. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So it's best, my brothers and sisters, to take a season out of your life, out of your busy schedule, out of all that stuff that you think is so important in your life. It's best if you take a season And you feed on the Word of God. Amen. And you feed on the Word on a daily basis. 
and you feed on the Word, and you meditate on the Word, and you confess the Word, and you feed on the Word, and you meditate on the Word, and you confess the Word, and you, <laughs> you do this over and over again. You talk to God. You, you thank Him for wisdom. You thank Him that He gives you revelation knowledge in this area. And then you do it some more. You feed on the Word. You meditate on the Word. My wife and I did this. When we, when we rededicated our life to the Lord, we turned everything off. Everything. No TV. Nothing other than the Word of God. And we did it for a solid four months. Every day. Even when we were working and people said, well, I got to work. Yeah, but what about you drive to work? Can you listen to a tape? Uh, I mean, C, excuse me, CD? Or now it's even what? Uh, MP or M something? Yeah. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> There's no excuse. We're unexcusable. We're, we're, there is no excuse for not doing what I'm saying. None. I've had people say, well, man, I just want to do for more for the church. I want to get more busy. Well, read your word. Amen. Do something for God. Read your word. Start confessing the word. Amen. Get the word down in your heart and then share it with somebody else. That's God's work. That's doing more for the church. Right. Amen. We need to take a season. And we need to do the things it takes to grow strong faith. And what you're doing, my brothers and sisters, sisters, when you do this, <clears throat> and I know some of you are doing it. You read your Bible every day. You speak the Word every day. But well, here's what happens when you do this. You're feeding your faith, and you're starving your doubt. Amen. You don't have to convince God. You need to convince yourself that the Word is true. He knows His Word's true. That's right. And the only way you're ever going to be convinced is for you to say it. You can come every Sunday, and I want you to come every Sunday and listen to me teach you the Word of God. Yeah. But until you start doing it for yourself, it's not going to do you that much good. Amen. If you study it out, it says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But if you really study that out, it means faith comes by hearing you preach the Word of God. Hearing you confess the Word of God. Hearing you read your Bible. Amen. Amen. And the reason people may not believe that is because they're not doing it. Right. And once they start doing it, I can tell you as a fact, as a matter of fact, it will work every time. Amen. Praise God. See, what you're doing is you're transforming that double-minded person that James is talking about into that single-minded person who aligns their life and their actions, and their words with the Word of God. Can they get an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Am I preaching you happy yet? Yes. And that, my brothers and sisters, is the person who will see their prayers come to pass. Amen. amen. Let me say this in closing, and y'all have listened really quick. When you and I operate within God's law of asking, then God is obligated by his own word to always bring our prayers to pass. He's obligated. He said, I hasten to perform my word. So when I ask according to his will for my life and according to his word, then he's obligated to see that that comes to pass in my life. Amen? Amen? Now, keep that in mind as I say this. If you and I don't receive our requests, then we don't ask God why, but we look within ourselves to see if we have doubt in our heart. The Bible tells us to judge yourself, judge ourselves. To see if we're in the faith. Amen. You got to judge yourself. Quit blaming God. He gave you the authority. According to his word. Luke 10, 19. If you want to look it up. He gave you authority. To trample on snakes and scorpions. And over all the power of the enemy. 
the devil can't do nothing to you unless you let him. And he does it. He, and here's the, here's the kicker. He, he does it through your own mouth. Your mouth is your worst enemy, not the devil. When you're speaking doubt, when you're speaking faith, it's your best friend. Amen. Hallelujah. But we got to look within ourselves to see if we have doubt in our hearts. Keeping doubt out of our heart can only be done when we maintain a right confession. Last scripture is Hebrews 10, 23. And I'm going to pick up right here next week probably. The Holy Ghost is unctioning me to do that. Hebrews 10, 23 says this. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope. Watch this. Without wavering. <laughs> without wavering. Everybody say, without wavering. Tell your neighbor, if you waver, tell, come on, tell your neighbor, if you waver, I got, I got to see you turn to your neighbor. If you waver, it ain't happening. Amen. That's the truth. Amen. Praise God. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Now, this part I love. For he who promised is faithful. God is always faithful. Let's stand together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ooh, glory. I'm, I'm excited about this word. I ministered so much to myself when I was doing this message and, and bringing it to you that it just makes my, my body can't do it, but my spirit's jumping cartwheels. <laughs> Y'all do not want to see me try to do that. Amen. Let me ask you this. Are you excited? Are you excited about what God is teaching you? Are you excited about a God who is always faithful to, to fulfill what He's promised? Are you excited about doing your part to receive those promises? If you said yes to all those, then I hope to see you next Sunday if the Lord tarries right here, same time, same place. Amen? I'll see some of you on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Praise God. I want to see all of you here on Wednesday nights, but uh, I'm going to let God deal with you on that. Praise God. Anyway, this Wednesday night's movie night, so if you just want to come hang out and have watch a movie with us, come on. Hey, uh, Coming at 6.30. 6.30. Amen. And all of you uh, skeptics out there just want to let you know God's not dead. Yeah. <laughs> He's still alive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, we never close the service down without having an altar call. Hallelujah. Because there may be somebody out there that needs Jesus. How many of you know all of us need Jesus? But there may be someone out there that has never accepted him as their Lord and Savior. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, no one looking around you, honor and, and the Holy Spirit that's moving right now in people's lives. Because he's touching somebody right now, either in here or by a live stream. He's touching your heart right now, and he says, come to me. I'm knocking on your door, but you've got to reach down and open it, and I'll come in, and I'll live with you. So if that's you right now and you, you want to receive Jesus Christ, not only as your Savior, but you want to receive Him as your Lord and Master, if that's you, I want you to raise a hand and put it right back down. Hallelujah. God sees those hands, even those at home. And He's going to honor that. You may be in here watching my live stream and you got saved as a young child but you turned away from God and you're really not living for him you're going through the motions you're living one day in the world and one day out of the world in Jesus and you want to change that you want to be transformed completely out of the world of darkness into the 
kingdom of God's dear son, Jesus. And you want to do that once and for all and commit your life to him. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees those hands. There may be someone in here that has an unconfessed sin in their life. And you want to get rid of that sin this morning. You want to confess that sin before Jesus. You want to just lay it at the feet of Jesus. Lay it at the cross because he's not on the cross anymore. But you want to lay that sin down and never pick it back up again. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand and put it right back down. God sees and honors every one of those hands. Pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died and took all my sin so I wouldn't have to. I believe that if I confess Jesus Christ with my mouth, according to your word, I will be saved. So Jesus, right now, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Change me into what you want me to be. I'll be obedient to your word as you give me revelation knowledge. In your precious name I pray. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a clap offering. The Bible says that heavens rejoice every time a saint or every time a sinner comes to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I know they were turning cartwheels when I finally gave my heart to him. <laughs> I, I held out for a long time, praise God. But I, I'm here now, praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, if you uh, prayed that prayer and you're watching my Facebook, uh, remember to go to our website, hillcountrycowboychurch.com, and you can be in here. Write that down, hillcountrycowboychurch.com. Go to that uh, website. And uh, you can you can download the podcast on iTunes and Spotify, or if you want to just sit there and watch my uh, my face, which I don't know if you really want to do that or not. Again, but if you want to just sit there on the internet and watch uh, the messages over and over again, let me share something with you. The more you hear the word, the more the word will help you. And you may think when you leave here that you've heard it all. That's a bad attitude to have. I've been hearing the same message for 25 years and I still feel so undone. I feel so undone. I always want more. I want to move to the next level. There's always another level with God. Amen? So if you want to move to the next level with God, download those, watch them or listen to them over and over. They will change your life. Can you get an amen to that? Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, The last thing I want to tell you is we serve a what? A miracle-working God. And the miracle is in your mouth.